0: Hear the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks
0: be to God. Why would he do that? Oh, that's the door. That's the bell next door at the school. I'm looking forward to youth groups starting up in a couple of weeks, by the way. Um, if you are in year five or older, I'm excited to, um, to hang out with you on Thursday nights. So, why would he do that? Why? Why would he do that? Why would he do that? It wasn't Judy, though he was God's son, set apart since birth. It wasn't fate. Even though his life and death fulfilled 55 Old Testament prophecies. It wasn't sin. The why wasn't sin? Our imperfect and broken choices that set us up against God's perfect love. Even though he ultimately defeated sin and death on the cross. But that wasn't why he did that. It was love. It was love. Love for you. Love for me. Love for us. <clears throat> love for his disciples. For the people of his city and nation. Love for Romans and the Greeks and the Gentiles. That's, that's you and me, by the way. It was love. In his final meal. During the last supper. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He says. In John 15.13. Greater love. Has no one than this. To lay down one's life. For one's friends. The apostle Paul. Later reflecting on what Jesus said. In Romans 5 7 and 8, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It was love. The love that drove Jesus to seek out the lost and hurting, to heal the sick and disabled, to cry over the death of Lazarus and then to raise him back from the dead, to rid an accused woman of her condemners and then to lift that woman from her sin into a forgiven life. The love that drove Jesus to have breakfast with fishermen Lunch with 5,000, dinner with tax collectors, midnight conversations with Pharisees seeking truth. The love that drove Jesus to speak words of forgiveness to the guilty, words of hope to the hopeless, words of direction to the lost, words of truth. To the hungry and the thirsty. Words of belonging to the forgotten. Words of life to a dying generation. It was love. It was love. This was the love that led him to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. The love that led him to the Last Supper with Judas his friend and betrayer To the garden of Gethsemane, where he swept blood from stress as he chose to pray, not my will, but yours. To allow himself to be arrested, to accept that mockery of a trial, to be treated like a criminal, To be condemned and traded in the place of Barabbas. A terrorist. A convicted murderer. Even though Jesus himself was completely innocent. That great love for you and for me. Led him to be beaten horrendously. With an inch of his life. To allow a mocking crown of sharp thorns to be set on his head. And a robe to be placed on his bleeding back. It was his love that led him to take up a Roman cross. An instrument of torture and death. To carry it through the streets of Jerusalem. Before the people who had just sunk. Hosanna, Hosanna, the Lord saves. He's here, he's the Messiah, he's come. To get back up every time he fell when the weight of the cross and the extent of his injuries were too much. To bring his cross all the way to Golgotha the place of the skull. It was his deep love for even the Roman soldier with the nail and hammer in hand that led him to open his and surrender up his life. Where others in his place would spit words of anger Fear, regret. Jesus chose love. When from the cross, he called out, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And his love kept him on the cross. Have you ever thought about this? His love kept him on the cross. Jesus could have easily come down. All the miracles they'd seen him do with his supernatural power, he could have just removed himself from the cross and gone about his day. He chose to stay on that cross. And it was his love for you and for me that kept him there. So why would he do that? Why would he do that? For me? Not for me. For you? Surely not for you. Really? He would do that? We do that Romans 5 verse 9 to 11 since we have now been justified by his blood how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him for if While we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. His love for you and for me drove him to do something unfathomable because he knew how good the Father was. He knew how rich in love, in grace, in mercy, in peace, in joy, in freedom that the Father was. Jesus loved us so much that He wanted to die to reconcile us to the Father. What should our response be to this love? How should we respond to it? It's it's, it's hard for me to comprehend just how deep and rich his love was. I mean, the man Jesus died for the idea of me. He died having never met me. And yet, Jesus, the Son of God, knows my name, knows my story, knows how messed up I am. And I cannot begin to tell you just how messed up I am. And yet he chose to be the bridge between my brokenness and God's healing. Between my wrongdoing and God's perfection. I'm filled with gratitude. I'm humbled. I wonder, what's your response today? Sitting here and understanding, perhaps for the first time, his great love for you. I encourage you today tomorrow, and as we head towards Easter Sunday, to really reflect on His love for you. Not just in general, for you. He knows you. How do you want to respond to that love? Will you respond to that love? Will you pray with me? Just close your eyes where you are. Jesus, I am humbled. I am deeply humbled. By the amazing show of love that you displayed all those years ago on the cross. It stands as a testimony to the love of the Father to us for all generations, for all time. But I pray today that we would understand how personal it was for you and how personal it should be to us. May we respond in humility. May we respond in kind. By surrendering to you, receiving this gift of love and laying down our lives as well, as we love others. I pray for my friends here today that you would help them to reflect on how they can personally respond to you. In a room this size, there are people here who have come to church, but they don't actually have a relationship with you yet. Perhaps they've been calling themselves a Christian for a long time, but have yet to actually take a step into their own personal journey in getting to know you and you knowing them. I pray that you would help them to consider taking that step, receiving your grace, choosing to follow you. For those of us who have known you for a a short time or a long time, I pray that you would help us to consider what it really means to love like you loved. And may we always live in humble gratitude. For what you did on the cross. Amen. I'm going to uh, just respond with a song. It's an old hymn. Um, And as we do, I just really encourage you to reflect on that for yourselves. Recognizing that it's Jesus started our low voice,
1: you say.